Hello, and welcome to the weekly podcast of AZ Vineyard Church. Today, John talks to us about inner healing. Get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. What the Lord is doing here among us in this season is He is raising up AZ Vineyard Church, all, which it, that means all of us. It's not just a name, it means us. He's raising us up to be a house of healing. He's raising us up to be a house of healing because Jesus is a healer. We're in a season where we're having... I had somebody ask me a very valid question this week. How come we're doing uh, teaching on healing in our home groups... We're having a ministry team training at the same time on healing. And then we're having a special... Listen to you guys. You don't understand what a big deal this is to have Bill do come here and speak. This is a huge deal. that he, he comes and visits here regularly anyway. But this is a big deal. But why are we also having a workshop? And I'm telling you, because it's not enough to know the Word of God. The Word of God isn't simply for us to know, it's for us to do. I mean, don't you want, don't you want a, all the things that God has for you? Or don't you want all the blessings and, and the empowering and, and to be able to glorify Jesus in this world? How about the rest of you? I mean, it sounded like five people wanted that. Anybody else? Come on. Listen, we are not going to be the church that sits back and celebrates all the things we know in Christ and do nothing about it. The world, have you noticed the world is not in good shape? And honestly, quite frankly, it's in a death spiral. You know what a death spiral is? It's an aviation term. And it's, there's a certain, when an airplane goes into a certain type of spiral, it's virtually impossible to get out of it. So if they make the wrong maneuver and they start this spiral, it's next to impossible for that plane to get out of it without going straight to the ground. The world is in a death spiral. And the only thing that can stop it is us. You think I'm joking? I am not joking. The only thing that stands in the way of utter destruction and utter blessing is the church. And for us to step up, we have to show the world Jesus. And tell them about Him too. We've got to show the world Jesus. We do it through love. We do it through kindness. We do it through miracles of healings of every kind. We've been talking about healing on multiple levels. Here's where we're going today. I just Let me give you the punchline. We're going to talk about inner healing today. Because Jesus doesn't merely heal the body, He heals the soul. And he, 
I believe the church is a lot like King Kong. Anybody see the movie? Raise your hand. I want to see how many of you saw the movie King Kong, either the original or the newer one. There's, I think, been two or three. The newer one's old at this point. Some of you, yeah. The original one was from like the 30s or 40s, I think, yeah. I wasn't here then. Anyway. In the movie, King Kong has been captured and brought to New York City. And he's on the stage. And the big reveal comes along. And all these people have paid to see the wonder of King Kong. And the, the curtain opens and everybody's... Oh, 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 and they're amazed at King Kong as he's strapped down. He's literally chained and cabled down to the stage. And everybody's marveling at him. And I'm telling you what... The church is like that strapped down, massive gorilla. As long as we stand there, chained and cabled to the ground, everybody's willing to say, oh, isn't that amazing? Church, ooh, cool. And then there comes a point in the show where King Kong has had about enough and he rips one arm loose and all bedlam breaks loose in the place. And people are screaming and running. And I, let me tell you something. That's about where my analogy breaks down. How about this? This is where the demons start fleeing. This is where the darkness starts doing anything to get out of the way. Because the fact of the matter is if the church ever catches on to who we are in Christ, we will change the world. That is who you are. Now, you may not believe it, but you're wrong. Read your scriptures. Read your scriptures. We have been empowered with the presence of God. And, and the presence of God is empowered by His love. His love of humanity. Think about it. The Creator of everything that is shows up in the world in the flesh. Jesus Christ, Son of God, the long-awaited Messiah. Emmanuel, which means God with us. What does He do when He gets here? He heals the sick. He raises the dead. He opens blind eyes, deaf ears. The creator of the universe and all the stars and all the galaxies and all the space in between. The creator, what does he want to do when he gets here? He wants to touch the lives of those he loves. And as a complete aside to it, he shuts storms up, he multiplies food, he does other things that show he has authority over all creation itself. But what does he really want to do? He wants to heal broken humanity. He wants to touch the lives of those who have been injured, whether in body or spirit. And let me tell you what, the injuries of the soul are as bad or worse than the injuries of the flesh. 
the diseases of the soul are just as bad as the diseases of the flesh, if not more so, because very often it's the diseases of our souls that cause the disease of our flesh. And we've been harmed by this world and its ways. Earlier, uh, earlier in the year, I, I meant to look up the dates. I spoke two times in a row. Some of you remember I spoke on the story of, uh, well, most people would know them by Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the book of Daniel chapter 3. And in it, in that chapter, the king of Babylon, which was a, a world-dominating nation at the time they were literally crushing every nation around them including judah which god had foretold they do that it was his punishment against his people because they wouldn't serve him they would not serve him and so some of those people were deported to babylon some of these young men and the story in chapter three is about these three young guys and God had given the king a revelation of his own rule and the ensuing rules in an analogy, in a vision of a huge statue made of various metals. The head was made out of gold. That represented King Nebuchadnezzar. And the next part was silver and then bronze and then iron and then iron mixed with clay. And it was the ensuing kingdom. So, hang, on, hang with me just for a minute. We're going to get to inner healing. This king, in his arrogance, makes, in chapter 3, a 90-foot-tall gold statue. I bet you it looked like him, by the way. Aren't I great? Set it up outside of the city, and first, the first thing he did, he brought his own worship team, and then he brought all the rulers of his whole land. So this had to be hundreds if not thousands of people out to this gold statue and then he commands them when you hear, hear my worship team they were worshiping him when you hear that worship team start playing you're going to fall down and worship my idol my image and whoever doesn't I'm going to throw them in this fire over here I didn't do that. Did I? So, you with me? Here's the scene, and all these thousands of people, the worship team fires up, they start playing their glorious worship to King Nebuchadnezzar, and everybody bows down, except these three guys. And I'm assuming there's a fourth somewhere, because I'm sure Daniel didn't do it. These three guys get called out and they, they, face, they face the king and they face this fire. So see the scene. All these people, all these people are over here worshiping a chunk of metal. A chunk of metal. Come on, give me a break. The guy just made it. Here's your God. Fall down and worship it. It's in His image. We, we live in a world 
that's worshiping all kinds of stuff that just got made. We live in a, a society that worships the latest and greatest. I've got the latest and greatest good thing. And it totally fascinates us. It, it totally distracts us. I kind of thought that might go over better. We're, we live in a culture that is worshiping all kinds of things that are made by the hands of humanity and it's, it's very difficult to focus on the one true one. To worship Him with our entire life. See, in the natural, we strive to come up with our own answers. And, and it's like those people who bow down to this, this fake idol, this nothing, this chunk of metal made to the ego of this, this insane king and, and their solution to not being killed was let's just go ahead and worship this thing. And yet, these three guys made the point that if it doesn't matter, our God can save us from you, from you King, and from your fire, and even if He doesn't, we're not going to worship that thing. We're not going to fall down and worship. Now here's what I want to talk to you about. These three young men went... Into, got thrown into this fire because they chose to worship the one true God. They went into the fire by faith. Many of you know the story. They went into the fire because they were trusting God. Now, here's where I want to start with you. On inner healing. Many of us have faced our own fires. Anybody ever lived through something that felt like you were getting burned in this life? Come on. The rest of you, you haven't lived yet. Okay? Some of you ain't going to raise your hand no matter what. That's okay. We've all been through fires. There's two kinds of fires that you can go through. You can go through a fire with faith in Jesus Christ or you can go through without. And I'm telling you, the day, that day when that king bound those guys up and they went into the fire, they were the free ones. And, and the rest of them that were bound to that fake idol, they were the bound ones. They were the ones in bondage. Because as soon as those guys hit the fire, their bonds were burned right off. I'm telling you today, I want you all to hear me. Our goal in this life is not to never have trouble. I'll be the first one to say, I like comfort. And I'll also be the first one to say, you're dreaming. If you, if you think this life in this wicked world is going to go easy. It doesn't. And our God meets us in the fire. He meets us in the fire. I'm, my call to us today is don't be afraid of times of trouble. Don't be afraid of times of affliction except if you're not trusting God. Because when you're not trusting God, you'll try to find your own solution. And when we try to find our own solution aside from the one true God, it ends up bowing to idols. I want to read you from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3-5. through 5. Paul says this, 
For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. For the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. Divine power. Everybody say divine power. That means divine power is the power of God. To demolish strongholds. Okay, we'll come back to that. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Do you know where, where the devil tempts you at? Your, your mind. The real battle isn't all the circumstances that are coming against you. It's right between your ears. It's your thoughts. And our thoughts that don't align themselves with the truth that comes from God is a stronghold. Here, let me give you a, a simple example. You know, Pastor, I tried praying one time and it didn't work for me. Well, typically when someone makes a, a statement like that, you actually were just trying to boss God around and He didn't do it your way. You didn't leave it in His hands and let Him answer how He will. By the way, when He does answer, it's in His time and it's always better than what you asked for. It's always better. But today, what I believe God wants to release in our lives is He wants to destroy some strongholds, some deceptions, pain in this life, circumstances in this life. I'm going to tell you right here in this room, there are people that have been raped. Now, let's not avoid the tough stuff here. There's been people who have been physically abused, verbally abused. There are people who your history is steeped in, in witchcraft, Spiritism of, of various kinds. You, our, we, our lives have been injured in so many ways. We live in a society that has almost completely lost its ability to trust. Have you noticed? Our natural instinct is to recoil and not trust people. And the reason is because love has been so scarce and, so and, and we've become damaged. The things that should not have happened to us, happened to us. The things that should have happened, didn't. And it's damaged our souls. Back to King Kong. I believe Jesus wants to set something up in our hearts and minds right now to where we can start looking at the damage that's been done to us and like King Kong, we, we're starting to break free. We're starting to break free in a way that we can use the power that God has created us to walk in. But we've been held in bondage by all the weapons of darkness and they're these spiritual strongholds. They're deceptions. Oh, you're not all that. Oh, you're just so weak. Remember when this happened to you? Remember when they did that to you? Today, I believe the Lord wants to 
give a step toward real freedom, which means we're, we begin walking more by faith. We begin taking the actions that our God gives us to take. And we're, gonna, we're going to take this step together because we're going to address some strongholds in our life today. This is, this is going to get real personal for every one of us here today. Because I, I believe Jesus is offering you healing from some hurts and hang-ups that we've all had. He wants to show us that He Himself is freedom. See, these strongholds come because of the pains of life. These strongholds come through deceptions. The devil has injured us. Very often, one of the biggest one is, where was God when this happened? And guess who's saying that? Guess where that thought came from? It came from the devil. To question his integrity. Listen, the one who is the accuser is the devil. And he accuses you of your faults, and he accuses God. Isn't that what he did with Eve? God's holding back from you. God's holding out on you. He's got something better and he's not willing to give it to you because you'll be like him. He accused God. And it's time for us to trust him with all of our life. It's time to move past these issues of of the past. Listen, I want to just make a confession to everybody here today. I have been the worst at this. I have lived a life of storing up pain and hurt and bitterness from the past. I, I just don't think it's the right place for me or anybody else to start spilling our guts on all the things that happened to us. I want to proclaim the answer today. And I do want to say, this has been a very hard part of my life, is getting past this. But I'm learning to walk in, to walk in the freedom Jesus has given me. So let's consider something right now. Our Bible teaches us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? It teaches us that He never changes. It, uh, Jesus in the book of Revelation says, I am the beginning and the end. He doesn't say, I was the beginning. He said, I am the beginning and the end. God is not restrained by time. Can, can we agree on that right now? Time is a created thing. He's not bound by time. So today I want to propose to you something that you may never have thought of. This has been a big deal for me. For whatever the painful issues of your life are, they're alive. That fire that you got thrown in of, of abuse, that fire that you got thrown in of, of neglect, the circumstance you never asked for like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, guess what? You have a chance to stand up in that circumstance right here, right now, today, and look it in the eye by faith. Because that fire is still in you hurting. Can anybody be honest with me and say, yeah, I got some stuff I've been dragging along through life with me. And if you want freedom, I want you to know it's available for you. 
because the circumstance in you and the pain and the destruction of it is still there and the fire is still there affecting you. Yeah? And Jesus is alive. He was there then and He's here now. And He can meet you in that spot and begin that moment where you feel in your soul you're still bound up and the fire of God can be, burn aside those bondages. And I'm going to tell you what God does when He sets someone free from the bondages of this world. He turns you around and He sicks you on the world and you go start destroying the bondages of the devil in many other places. Now, do you want that? Now, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I have to admit, I'm going to tell you a brief, somewhat briefly story. I, I was involved in a demonic deliverance one time. This lady, had her life had been so destroyed. Now, listen to me. Well, pastor, you may say, pastor, I'm not possessed. Well, I didn't say you were. Demonization isn't possessed or not possessed. It's a spectrum on how influenced how harmed by the devil you've been. There's a whole range all the way from not possessed or affected at all all the way to completely possessed like some of the demoniacs you see in Scripture. And everything in between. We've all been affected by it. And so what God does is within those moments of setting you free, He teaches you how to to be a deliverer. God is delivering the deliverers. This woman that I'm talking about, she was so demonized, she'd lost her children, she'd lost her marriage, she was totally addicted to drugs, she was coming to church, but didn't know what to make of it by and large. She was about to lose her career. She was that close to losing her career and, and being homeless and on the street over this De demonic presence in her life. Uh, Becca, my wife, and, and I and some others were involved in praying for this woman and every time we'd pray for her, full demonic manifestation. I mean, you had, if you were in that room, you had no doubt there's someone else in that body, not that lady. And she would, we would pray for her and as destroyed as her life was, we couldn't cast that demon out. And I want, you to I want to tell you that was a mystery to me because I'd never seen that happen before. We tried three times to cast this demon out of this lady and it wouldn't come out no matter what we did. And finally we all agreed we we're going to fast and pray and meet with this woman one more time. And in her defense, she was willing to keep trying. So there was something in her that really wanted to be free but didn't know how. And as... We all fasted. The word came out that this lady doesn't want the demon to leave. And I thought, that's crazy. That's, that's just stupid on steroids right there. And we go back and we meet with the lady and I asked her, I said, is this true that you don't want this demon to come out? And she just starts weeping and she goes, and I said, why would you not this, want this demon to come out? And she says, it's all I've ever known. It's all I've ever known. I don't know what it's like to not be with this thing. And I, we, we all talked her through. Here's what it's done to you. Here's what it's done to you. Here's what it's done to you. 
and now it's going to kill you. It's trying to kill you with these drugs. Now, do you want the thing to stay or do you want it to go? And for a half an hour or so, she kept trying we, with our encouragement to say, I want it to go. And she'd, she'd get as far as, I want... And, and she, we'd have to tell a demon to stop choking her. And over the course of that half an hour, she could get a little more out. We kept praying for her and encouraging her. And the second she said, got it out of her mouth, I want it gone. Boom, that thing left right that second. Free. Last time we saw this lady a number of years ago, she's a leader in the church. She's leading a home group. She was, her life was transformed. She was remarried. She had gotten all her kids back. God had thoroughly blessed her life. And I'm telling you, that's a little bit of an extreme example. But God wants to do that in our life. And He wants us to do that in the lives of those outside that have been so damaged by this world. Don't you want to be a part of that? Let me, read, let me read you one more passage. Uh, Revelation chapter, um, chapter 12, verses 10 through 11. And then we're going to do some. Chapa, will you come help me? John, in this revelation, he says this in verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and power and kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ. For the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Now listen to this. They overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives even to death. If you read the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3, you'll, uh, you'll realize they did all those same three things. They overcame the devil. See, the harm the devil has done in our lives can either stay because we let it stay or it will be thrown out by the authority of Christ because we have joined with Him in faith. Just the realities that the fire you went through yesterday is still affecting you. Still having sway in your life tells you that fire is not over yet and you're still in it. You still have a chance to meet Jesus in that fire. You still do. It's not over. The story's not over. There's no use asking the question, Lord, why did you let that happen to me when the story's not over yet? The victory's still there to be won. The Lord is still there to be God over your heart and your mind and your soul and your situation. He's there. The Scriptures teach us our God is there to mend the brokenhearted. And that includes our mind. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something that might be a little uncomfortable for some of you, but all I can do is ask you to humor me. Because I believe God wants to do something to bless your life today. Right here, right now. 
I'm not talking about some theory. I'm talking about right here, right now, experience with the living God. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and let's not talk to anybody. No phones, no none of that stuff. Just close your eyes, maybe bow your head and let me just kind of listen to the words that I have to say. First, I'm going to invite the presence of God. Lord, we invite you, King Jesus. We invite you into this moment in a powerful way. Lord, you've always been here with us. You never have left us alone. But Lord, in this moment, would you do powerful things? Would you bring healing in this moment to people's hearts and their minds and even bodies? Those things that the devil has literally used to try to destroy us now, Lord Jesus, we invite your authority to come in those situations, those those pains, those hurts. We call it from the past, but you're still there. You're there in it right now. I can't explain how come bad things happen to good people, but I can explain this. My God is God over it. Can you, can you agree with me in that? You are God over that circumstance. And even, Lord, help us and heal from disappointment. Heal the harm. Those that have been wounded so grievously by others. And through that by the devil. Would you meet us in that? Now here's the part that I want you to join me in. I want you, not with your mouth, but in your mind, I want you to think about the thing in this life that has hurt you the worst. Picture it in your mind. I'm not, I'm not really one for, some, some people do these visual imaginary trips I'm not doing that right now I just want you to admit to yourself this thing has hurt me and it has hurt my life what is it is it someone who mistreated you or abandoned you abused you in some way Is it a disappointment because life didn't go the way you thought? Here's another one. Maybe this painful thing that happened. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's a bad choice you made. You hurt yourself and you hurt others. And you just can't forgive yourself. I'm going to give you a moment in quiet right now. And then we're going to pray. But I want you to get, ask the Lord right now. What is that thing in me that you want to deal with?
Help us, Lord. Move more, Holy Spirit. Okay, I want to ask you to keep your eyes closed now. Just keep them closed. Now, Lord, you are with us in that moment, in that season of our lives for some of us. You're there. I want you to admit it to yourself right now. Jesus, you are there. And Jesus, you are here. We sing about how the blood of Jesus Christ cleansed us from sin. But can you, can you with me right now admit that the blood of Jesus took away that other person's sin also? The Son of God hanging on the cross, dying, bleeding, Died for that sin too or those sins. Can you embrace it? Can, can you embrace that forgiveness, the Son of God, the King? That He suffered and died for that other person's sin as well. Just in your heart, can you say, Lord, I accept your forgiveness for anyone who's done harm to me. I accept that you did that. The blood of Jesus has cleansed from all sin. Even your own. Maybe the thing that's harmed you the most in life is your own sin. And shame that you did those things, that you hurt those people, that you made those mistakes. We all have those too. Can you look at the Son of God, the Savior, and say, you hung on the cross for my sin and your atoning sacrifice was enough. It's my sins weren't more than your sacrifice. Now I'm going to give you a quiet moment. And I want to ask you to invite the Lord Jesus Christ. Invite him into those painful things that have stayed in your heart and mind. Invite him. Lord, come, meet me right here in this painful spot, in this shameful spot, meet me.
One last thing. Those situations, those fires that you were cast into that have tried to hang on to you, that have tried to dominate your life. They may have happened yesterday, but somehow they're still driving your life today and have power in you today. That means they're not gone. Can you, that story I told you about that woman who had the demon, see when we hold on to our pain from yesterday, we're exactly the same, aren't we? When we hang on to the pain and the unforgiveness. It's just as crazy for us to do that. As that woman's wanting to hang on to that demon. Can you, can you see that with me? Can you, can you see that holding that pain, that offense, that unforgiveness against that other person is exactly the same thing. Now I want you to say, you can say it with your mouth or you can say it with your heart, just in your heart. Lord Jesus, I forgive them along with you. I join you in forgiving them. I join you in forgiving me. Lord, tear down these strongholds from our lives and let us break free from those wicked ways of the world that have sidetracked our life. Free your people. Free us to walk in your, your power, your forgiveness. To live in love with no regret, with no unforgiveness. Okay, you can open your eyes and look up here at me. We, I do want, I'm going to end with a little bit of interaction. How many of, how many of us, and I, I really actually do want you to raise your hand if this is you. I want you to admit it. How many feel like the Lord was showing you some things that you need to get free from? See, we're all in that boat, aren't we? And my hope this morning is this. That through this little exercise, you learn some new things that will help you deal with the pain and the trouble of yesterday that is really those cables and chains that are holding you down to yesterday. And you will become that King Kong that's breaking free. That... That the hordes of darkness will start to shake in their shoes because you're getting free. Because you have the presence of God in you. You have the power of God that works through you. Because I'm telling you right now, the goal is we're going to go change this world. Because we're going to see other people saved and healed and delivered. We are joining Jesus in His mission to reach the world that He loves so much. Now, I'm gonna, we're going to have one last prayer. And I want anybody in this house who you, in your heart, you, you'd say, yeah, 
I, I want to be one of those healers. Whether it's inner healing or physical healing, you want to be used by Jesus to be a healer. Stand with me. No chickens, come on. If that's you, if you don't want it, okay, stay sitting. But if you do want it, stand up. Okay, place a hand on your heart. Sometimes I like repeat after me prayers, so if you don't, get over it. Say this with me. I'm a healer in Jesus' name. I'm being healed in Jesus' name. He is the author and perfecter of my faith. He pours out freedom in me. And He releases it through me. Lord, this week, give me a divine appointment that I can share Your goodness with someone who needs it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church. We are located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church and upcoming events, check out our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D dot com.